0: You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at ClarkstonUMC.org.
1: The scripture we're about to hear this morning is not a traditional part of the Christmas story in the sense that it's not part of the Gospel of Luke or the Gospel of Matthew, that narrative account of what happened. However, this scripture reading has long been linked with the Christmas story in the tradition that we call the lectionary, a series of readings that has been outlined by church leaders of the past to help us cycle through different portions of scripture and focus on different areas of the Bible throughout the year. So let's listen to this psalm and... uh, Receive it with open ears and open hearts, as it's read for us this morning.
0: Praise the Lord from heaven. Praise God on the heights. Praise God, all of you who are his messengers. Praise God, all of you who comprise his heavenly forces. Sun and moon, praise God. All of you bright stars, praise God. The heaven, the highest heaven, praise God. Do the same, you waters that are above the sky. Let all of these praise the Lord's name, because God gave the command, and they were created. God set them in place always and forever. God made a law that the will not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters, in all you ocean depths. Do the same, fire and hail, snow and smoke. Stormy wind that does what God says. Do the same, you mountains, every single hill. Fruit trees, every single cedar. Do the same, you animals, wild or tame. You creatures that creep along and the birds that fly. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Will you pray with me? God of unexpected Christmas surprises, God of hill and valley, of mountain and stream, be with us this morning. Help us to encounter your grace, your spirit, and help us to receive the story of Christmas. Amen. One of my absolute favorite Christmas movies is called The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. It is a musical from the 1960s that was originally shot in Italian and has been dubbed into English. And I have wonderful nostalgic memories of renting this movie from Blockbuster, which if you're a couple years younger than me, you don't even know what that means, Blockbuster. Parents, grandparents, please let your children know about Blockbuster. The basic story of the Christmas that almost wasn't is encapsulated in the title. There was a Christmas, it almost didn't happen. Millionaire Phineas T. Prune, very fitting name, is just a miserable, sad man, and he hates Christmas, and he hates children, and he hates Santa Claus, and he hates happiness in general. And he claims never to have been a child himself. He says, kids, get all the breaks. They never do a thing, but everybody always sings their praises. He, in fact, sings a whole long song about it because it's a musical and that's what you do in a musical. Now, in order to keep Christmas from coming and bringing everyone far too much joy for prune, he decides to buy the entire North Pole and suddenly he's Santa's landlord and he demands the rent or else he is going to kick out Santa and Mrs. Claus in the week before Christmas. Meanwhile, the other characters, including a very nice lawyer named Sam Whipple, are trying to stir up as much, as much Christmas cheer as they can by singing songs like, Why Can't Every Day Be Christmas? Now, I won't tell you exactly what happens because I know you're all going to want to run out and watch this movie after my uh, stirring summary of it. Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, lists the Christmas that almost wasn't on a collection of movies that are so bad that they're good, just to give you an idea. Basically, in the end, Prune comes around to loving Christmas again, and he apologizes for trying to ruin, ruin Christmas. He admits, okay, I actually was a child once upon a time. He regains joy. He expresses gratitude. He reclaims happiness in his life. It's the plot of hundreds of Christmas stories. I'm sure you've seen a movie like this before a character who is miserly or sad or working too hard or feeling down about their life, experiences a change of heart and spirit. Almost all of these stories end in joy and in gratitude in some form or another. Prune and Ebenezer Scrooge before him celebrate their change of heart by dancing around in in their mansions and giving thanks for Christmas and second chances. We know this story. We've seen this kind of story. If you've watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Grinch sleds down to Whoville and he delivers presents to everyone because he's so full of joy, he's so full of thanks, he just can't contain it and he has to let it out. Never mind that the presents he distributes are the presents that he had stolen from the Who's just a couple hours before. But he returns them, and he joins them in a feast, and he joins them in merrymaking and in singing their, pra- their praises of Christmas. If you look at a movie like It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey rediscovers joy. He finds redemption. Change happens in all of these Christmas movies, and the end result, joy and gratitude. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 148. And it's a psalm of joy. It's a psalm of praise. It's a psalm of thanksgiving, of thankfulness. And what I love about this psalm is it reminds us it's not just you and me who are giving thanks to God. It's the sun and the moon. It's the earth and the ocean and the fire and the snow and the smoke and the trees and the animals and the birds and the mountains. It's everything. Praising God. All of creation praises God. All of creation give thanks gives thanks to God. It's a psalm expressing the cosmic nature of God's power and the connection that we all have to one another, to creation, to our creator. Most Christmas movies, they focus on an individual's transformation. But the true power of Christmas, the true power of Christ, goes far beyond individuals like you or me. Christ offers joy, salvation, redemption, second chances to the entire cosmos, all of creation, everyone and everything. This is not a story that is limited to Bedford Falls or Whoville or Clarkston. This is a story about the entire world, the entire universe, all people everywhere. It's about us, yes, it's definitely about us you, about me, about us as individuals, but it's also about God's capacity to transform everything. So let's think about the year that we've just come out of for a moment, 2020. Most of us are ready to leave this year behind, and I know Pastor Rick is going to be talking about entering into the new year next week, how we might move forward. But even this strange chapter of life has brought some good things with it. Last Sunday in worship, we celebrated babies that have been born to families in the congregation in the past year. And almost all of these babies were born since quarantine started, since the pandemic hit Michigan in early March. We give thanks for these new lives living among us. Some of our families including mine, celebrated baptisms in the year of 2020. It was weird, it was outdoors, there were masks involved, but you know what, we came together and we prayed and we asked for God's blessing and children received the grace of God. And so we give thanks for those moments of grace among us. A few of you celebrated weddings in this past year. We give thanks for those moments of joy among us as well even though they might have looked different than what you anticipated when you were planning. Beyond this congregation on a national scale, in 2020, matters of racism have been highlighted like never before, and a lot of pain preceded that conversation and continues to permeate our discussions. But you know what? We can still give God thanks for a chance to learn we can praise God that our eyes have been opened, that we have an opportunity to be part of changing things for the better. And so we give thanks, knowing that our eyes have been opened at a great cost to many. And yet still, there is a reason to praise God for the future that is hopefully ahead of us. 2020 has brought so much heartache with it. A couple members of our staff stepped back over the course of the past year including one of our clergy leaders, Deacon Laura Spearin, and she's currently on medical leave. None of us are glad that she's in pain, and I know that many of you consider her need for leave to be yet another awful thing that has happened in 2020. We continue to pray for Laura that she'll find some answers and healing. But at the same time, in the midst of that pain, I'm incredibly grateful for Julie Hall, for Laura Coomer Larson before her, for our awesome team of congregational care ministers who continue to reach out to those in the congregation who are in need of care. I'm grateful to have such wonderful people who are working with me as volunteers who have been trained to check in, to stay connected, to hold confidentiality as something that deserves the utmost respect and importance. What a gift in the life of this church. You can see a theme emerging, right? There are difficult things on one hand, and yet in spite of those difficult things, there are reasons to give thanks and to praise God for God's work among us. We weren't able to come together in the sanctuary this year like we normally would have for Advent and for Christmas, but a few key leaders put their heads together on how to bring some extra Christmas cheer and you know what we have had almost 50 Christmas trees sitting out on the front lawn of the church for the past few weeks and they are fully let fully decorated given in honor or in memory of loved ones and a few of those trees have now found their way into the homes of those who would not otherwise have had Christmas trees this holiday season. Several times I've seen families in our parking lot at night out walking among the trees, just taking in the beauty, looking at the lights. It's this bright spot in the midst of a really tiring, tough year. And so we give thanks. Each one of us has reasons to be grateful. Each one of us has things to celebrate. Each one of us has some reason to say, praise God, I made it through. Praise God that this good thing happened in my life or in the life of somebody that I care about. But even more than that, we can find evidence of God's goodness and reasons to, pray, to praise God all around us. The births and the baptisms in our congregation in 2020, that's a reason to praise God. The weddings and graduations that have happened in the life of this church in 2020, that's a reason to praise God. The work of the congregational care team testifies to the goodness of God. The work that many of us are trying to do to work to end racism testifies to the goodness of God. These are things that are good in spite of the bad around them in many cases. Trees on the lawn lit up in the dark night, that testifies to the goodness of God. The trees that have been given to those in need, again, a reason to give thanks to God. Now I'm just scratching the surface here. I know there are so many other things that I could name in the life of this church in your lives that have happened in the past year. Psalm 148 reminds us Christmas is so much more than just us. It's about how everything ties together and everything has a reason to give thanks to God, to praise God, because Jesus came for the whole world. Jesus came For all of creation. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, when the angels come to the shepherds and tell them the good news about Jesus' birth, do you remember how they say it? The angel says, I bring you good news. And then the angel says, Of great joy for all people. And then later on in the passage, the message is similarly broad. The angels sing, Glory to God in heaven, And on earth, peace to all. You got heaven, you got earth, you got all people mentioned in this scripture passage. This is such a broad arrival of a savior. Jesus came for everybody, everybody, all of creation. Christmas is good news. And it's an invitation to give thanks. It's an invitation to respond with gratitude and with joy for all that God has done is doing, has yet to do among us. So as we approach these next few days between Christmas and New Year's, as we look forward to the weeks and the days ahead of us, the invitation is to give thanks. What are you grateful for this week? What is it that causes you to praise God and give thanks? Is it your favorite Christmas movie that... You'll get to watch some time in the days ahead? Well, if it's a favorite Christmas movie, give thanks for that movie and the ability to watch it. Give thanks for a safe environment, for electricity, for a television, or whatever device you're watching on. There's so much to give thanks to God for in even such a simple activity as watching a favorite movie. Do you give God thanks for the Christmas decorations outside the church? Well, There's still a few nights left to enjoy the lights, so take a drive down Walden Road. See that awesome giant pine tree that's lit up outside the Circle Drive and give God thanks for twinkle lights. Are you thankful that we're addressing racism in our country? Well, give praise to God, even as you're deciding what movie or book or resource it is that you want to learn from next. Are you thankful for the people in your life who have made 2020 bearable? Praise God. And take a moment to give thanks for them being who they are. Psalm 148 reminds us that the Christmas story is far larger than any one of us. And giving praise to God is part of who we are as God's creation. From the mountains to the valleys to the snow and the sun. We all can give thanks to God. So let these next few days of Christmas and the days as we move into the new year be filled with gratitude, thankfulness, and with praise to our creator. Let's raise our voices alongside so many others and alongside the rest of creation and say, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.